What's up, everybody? Welcome to 615. It's your host, Leos, and today we have Titans Rossi on the show with us to do a week two preview as your Tennessee Titans head to the Pacific Northwest to take on the Seattle Seahawks, who just recently be our in-division rival, the Indianapolis Colts. And we'll be back with Titans Rossi and our preview show right after a word from our sponsors. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. We have Titans Rossi on the show. What's up? What's going on, man? I'm, I'm glad to be on the show. Um, it was it was good meeting you at the stadium. Uh, that was really cool. We got to all meet and stuff. Yeah, it was, even though it did not go the way we wanted. <laughs> no, it didn't, man. You know, um, like I, I told Mr. Titan that, you know, the best thing about about the whole game was like meeting with all you guys. You oh, know? yeah. I mean, I was happy to meet y'all, but that's unfortunately – I, I, and I say that with the utmost respect. Unfortunately, that was the best thing about it. You know, um, it it really stinks the way the game went. And of course, even Mike Verbal said, "Hey, we got outplayed." Yeah. So of course we are here to look towards Week Two, and of course some news came out today or over the last couple of days, Michael Badgley has been let go, and they brought up Randy Bullock from the practice squad. Yeah, um, I, I saw that. and I mean, the guys had some experience, but so did Badgley. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, I was looking at the stats. Um I think he played with the Bengals some, um, some other folks. I mean, he's made some kicks in his career. I mean, he's he's been in the league a long time, you know. Um, oh, fifth round pick of Texas A&M. Yeah, in, so in 2012. At this point, you know, who knows, man? You know, we'll take what we can get. At um, least until Sam Ficken gets back. Exactly, and hopefully. The thing is, you know, I didn't even know Ficken was hurt until yeah. until he pops up on the IR. I didn't even know Hooker came out of the game, um, and I was there. Um, I was wondering why he wasn't playing so much, but, yeah, apparently he went out um, at halftime or something. And, of course, there was one interesting stat that came out. The Titans are 7-0 after losing by double digits since 2019. I've heard about that. I heard that stat. That's 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 a very interesting stat, too. Well, let's get to what we came here for. Of course, we're going to start with Seattle. Wilson, undeniably, in my mind, better than Pat Mahomes. He's His first year in the league won a Super Bowl as a rookie. This last week, he went... 18 for 23, 254, tu- and four touchdowns. And then he even had five carries for nine yards. And one, that's better than Kyler. Yeah. 
That's a bold statement to say about he's better than Mahomes. A lot of a lot of people would probably disagree with you. You know, I don't disagree with you. I think I mean just his proven track record. I mean, he's been in the league longer than Mahomes, obviously. Yeah. Um. The the real question is though, you know, who would you rather play against? Would you rather play against Mahomes or would you rather play against uh, Russell Wilson? Against Russell Wilson. This early season, I would say Wilson. And, yeah, yeah, me too, for sure. Just because Mahomes is a magician, you know. Yeah, well, it's good to get two of the most mobile quarterbacks out of the way early this early in the season. Yeah, and we've already fallen to one. Yeah, I agree totally. You know, I, you know, if you look back on that that matchup too, I I just think it was a bad matchup. You know, coming off the gate, exactly. You know, considering, you know, we haven't the the offensive starters have not played together in the preseason. They haven't. The thing is, you know, and and we didn't play. We didn't have a preseason last season. So that's to me that kind of argument is null and void. The argument that I made is like we didn't even hardly practice. the The offensive starters didn't hardly practice together. You know, Danny Hill. All training camp was out there throwing to freaking all the you know third, fourth string wide receivers, like yeah. even guys who are not even on our team right now, like Lipscomb and and guys like that. I mean, and of course, Julio, Mason Kinsey, and of course Mason Kinsey, who's on the practice squad now. Yep, and um, you know, Gracie McMath. Yep, and McMath's actually been playing some. He was out there. Uh, he was out there starting some at the end of the game or towards the end of the game. Which I did, I wasn't there in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he was out there. He was out wide. Um, he was one of the, the two out there a couple plays. That's that's hard to believe, man. Yeah, and then their, their backfield, Chris Carson, 16 for 91. Yeah. That's an average of 5.7. Yep, and he can catch the football, too. And he, He's a dual threat out of the backfield. I really like Chris Carson. Like, um, I actually picked him last year for my fantasy league, um, and I just, I just think he's a really good back. Like, I think he's going to get even better, too, you know. Um, Last year, he wasn't as great um, just because, I mean, he didn't play the whole season. But the year in 2019, he had 1,200 yards, you know, a couple hundred yards receiving. Last year, he had, what, seven, almost 700 yards in 12 games. Um, so, he he's a definite threat, dude. Like, if, if you look at the stats against um, – Arizona. I mean, they had what 130 yards rushing total yeah. like, between both of the backs and and like Kyler. A, yeah, a four point something yard average. Um, I don't know, man. Like, we we got to do something different. And of course, and of course, not forget about the three big boys. Of course, two out wide: Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. 
Yeah, Tyler, that, Tyler Lockett was four for a hundred yards and two touchdowns. It's scary. It's scary to face them. Um, you know, I think Tyler Lockett is almost just as good as DK is. You know, and then um, DK was four for sixty for one. Yep. Yeah, it's, and then, it's it's dangerous. And then you have Gerald Everett as a, as your tight end, yeah. two for twenty and a touchdown. Yeah. And they had, of course, two hundred and fifty four passing, a hundred and forty yards rushing. Yeah, I mean that's it's it's pretty scary, man. And then there's another guy, Disley. I don't even know who this guy is. He's another tight. Um, yeah, they're tight. They're second tight end. Yeah, he had 37 yards. So I mean, they're they're spreading the ball around, you know, and it's it's a really tough matchup for us, you know. Um I read something today Paul Kaharski talked about how the team thinks I don't know, something like they're going to they're ready to go, you know what I mean? Like they're ready they're, to turn it around. And I'm like they're far from ready to go. Yeah. When you let a team like Arizona come into your house opening weekend and hang 38 on you, you're not ready. Yeah. And, um, and of course, in the conversation I had on Monday with Ken Moore, he um, he said basically this is somewhat like a preseason game for some of these uh, starters. Yeah. Because the starters didn't play at all. So this is initially their first game action since last year. Yeah, and if – yeah, I, I agree with Ken, you know. Um, the the media will ask – they ask them the all the time, like every press conference, even all throughout the training camp, like, do you think it's a big deal that y'all didn't practice, blah, 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 and they, they throw shade on it, and Taniel says, oh, blah, 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 it's, it's, uh, it's all right. You know, it's not all right. You know, any – I don't care who you are. Like mm – -hmm. Lee, if you're an athlete, say yourself, you're a long-distance runner or whatever, if you don't practice for a year or a year and a half, what's going to happen? You're not going to be good. Exactly. So you can't sit here and, and throw shade over and act like, oh, just because we didn't practice um, – we're going to be all right. Like, no, dude, it doesn't work like that in life and anything. Like if you don't want to get better in anything in life, then don't practice. You know, if you want to get better, then you practice your craft, no matter what, if it's making podcasts, if it's making YouTube videos, if it's whatever, you know, like, so you can't sit there and tell me that it doesn't matter. And that's what, look, you know, that's it, somewhat it, of the tone like Tannehill had, Brable had, all yep. the coaches had. Yeah, and I get it. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta kind of say stuff like that. It's kind of part of it, the generic answers and all that stuff. But it's like, man, we got to get to a point where we're being realistic with ourselves. You know, where we're saying, "Look, you know, we are rusty, but we're gonna work on it." and I don't know, man. I think we're going to play better against Seattle, but I'm, yeah, I'm kind of doubtful. on as far as winning the game, I just hope, you know, that we're competitive and and we do way way more competitive. 
Yeah, and then we do take a fight to the very end, win or lose. You know, like that's what we want. Unlike last week, unlike week one. Oh, dude, it was it was terrible. It it was one of the worst. I it might. I mean, other than like when we got smoked by the Packers in the snow, and then by New England. Obviously, that was that like fifty eighth and nothing years ago in the snow too. I think it was in the snow. Um, Yeah. It was like, and you can make a case too, even for those games. Okay, it's in the snow. We don't play well in the snow because it just no, doesn't snow in Nashville. If it does, it's like half an inch, you know. So, yeah. other than last year, we had a pretty good one. But like, and this even, game, that and effort, even, and even with a historically bad defense. Yep, and this game, the effort was just like not there embarrassing to watch that that was the that was the issue with me and I'm sure if you talk to the players they'll say oh we gave it our all and all this stuff but both it just it just wasn't there man it just something was lacking you know hopefully this is a wake-up call for them and then of course Seattle's defense is about as good as their offense they only allowed 16 points. Yeah. They had three sacks, and but no interceptions. Yeah, if you look at their defense last year, they started out really bad. Um, they were actually – I mean, they were 22nd in the league overall. So, like, last season they weren't – they weren't, like, a super great defense, but, like, the last six games – they did really good. Like they really started turning it on. So, you know, I I don't know if their defense is better than the Cardinals or not. I would say it is on paper, um, just as far as on paper. But you know, I mean, the the thing is, we can score on anybody if we if we play like like we can play. And of course, Chris, I think said last night that, or no, uh, Sunday, I think, we, or went Monday with Ken Moore, Monday evening with when he uh, when he was Ken. He said it felt like the ghost of Ken Wisenhunt was in the stadium. Yeah, I heard that. Um, and he I, said I it, listened to some of it. And he said that it felt like Terry Rabisky was calling the offense again. Yeah, it was bad, man, and. You know, to Downing's credit, like, the whole first quarter, it, yes, it was predictable, you know. But to Downing's credit, like, you know, the receivers could not even run their routes. That's how bad the O-line was. They literally, yeah. literally could not even complete their routes. So, like, you know, how much do we blame it on Downing considered? I mean, if your old line's playing like that, I don't care if you got freaking the best offensive coordinator in the universe. If you don't have a good O line, you're in trouble. Oh yeah, dude. That's that's the heartbeat, man. That's the heartbeat and, of any team. And it, and LeBron has missed every game since week six last year when he went down with the torn ACL. We're just now really getting Ben Jones and Nate Davis back from COVID. Yep, that's right, man. And um along with Ryan. Yep, you're exactly right. And um and Vrabel. We didn't yeah. even have Vrabel for a couple weeks, you know, our leader. 
so, since, since uh, the end of week two of the preseason. So it just goes back to my point that all this stuff matters. Yeah. The not practicing, you know, the not being there, Vrabel not bring, being there. You cannot tell me with a straight face, anybody, I don't care who it is. Look, I, you know, I didn't play football much other than backyard football a little bit in high school but and i and i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and pretend like i'm some you know i know all the x's and those and all that stuff but i love sports i've played sports all my life i followed football all my life and i've and i've been in sports all my life you know basketball baseball like it goes back to my point before it does matter these things do matter I mean, what do you think? Don't you think they do? You you basically you play how you practice. Yeah. And if you practice like crap, you're gonna play like crap. Yeah. Exactly. And, and then of course, continuing with uh, Seattle's defense, they had 48 solo tackles, 26 assisted tackles. Which, if you do the calculations, that's 74 total. Yeah. And they were seven for fifty-three on penalties. Wow. Seven penalties for fifty-three yards. Their time of possession was thirty-five minutes, yeah. almost thirty-six minutes. And and, and they allowed three hundred and thirty-six total yards. What do you think about? And this is kind of little off subject, but. You know, and there's been a big deal made about this by like Keyshawn Johnson and and Stephen A. Smith about how Vrabel got on to Julio in the press conference. Um, you know, they Keyshawn was saying that Julio was doing his job, that he just carried the block out too long. But I heard Julio threw a punch. Um, well, so I, I, don't, I don't know. I've looked back at it. I didn't see anything, and I feel like it's what Keyshawn was saying that, you know, of course, with Julio carrying the block too long, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Because, who, of course, even Pete Carroll said, Julio Jones, he is as good as they get. Yeah. And, of course, he was talking about A.J. Brown also, and he said that A.J. is a spectacular player. Oh, yeah, and if they would have gone out and hypothetically, if their line would have played better and they would have took some shots down the field, I think we're talking about a different ball game. Oh, yeah. I feel like we're talking at least a way closer game than what we saw. Yeah, they just they got out of their game early. You know, they weren't ready. They weren't prepared. Luan was got destroyed. He was not prepared at all. He was he he was on roller skates the whole game basically. I don't think against Chandler. That, and I don't. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think that Lawan's washed up. I mean, the guy. You know, I just think he, he's, he's coming off an injury. He's less than a year out from yeah. when it happened. So I think there's probably still some lingering effects. And then them to pull him in the third quarter and put Kendall Lamb in. Yeah, that was bad. Kendall Lamb looked like. What we expected. Oh, he was he was slow as molasses. And when you have a speed rusher like Chandler Jones on you, you have to be lights out. 
Well, you know, fortunately for us, Seattle doesn't really have anybody like Chandler Jones, Chandler Jones, so or Aaron Donald. Exactly. So hopefully we can hopefully, get back to our get back to our brand. Hopefully, Luan will kind of he he'll start getting into it more, getting back to his old self. His footwork was terrible. I mean, that, oh, yeah. that was one of the main things. I don't I don't think it was a matter of he's just weak now. I just think his his body positioning and his footwork and and was just way off and that's because of the lack of playing. Yeah. And of course, let's head over to the Titans side of this. Yeah. The Titans, of course, the rankings came out. The Titans offense ranked 31st overall. 20th in passing, 29th in rushing, and they tied wow. for 29th in points. That's awesome. Penalties was something I feel like really hurt us. Seven penalties for 57 yards. Yeah. And, of course, penalties will hurt any team. Yeah. Oh, uh, time of possession, 26 minutes and 39 seconds. That's horrible, too. And then, of course, yards per play against Arizona, 3.9. With a total of 64 plays. That's terrible. Terrible. And the defense wasn't... The ranking was better than where they ended last year. Really? The overall ranking, they ranked 22nd. Hmm. They were... 24th against the pass. Now, oh, 24th against the rush, 20th against the pass. Hmm. And they were 30th in points overall. In points allowed. They were 27th in third down. Yeah. They only, they had two sacks. I literally, because I have a whiteboard over here, and I literally put in parentheses, has to be better. And, of course, the defense allowed 33 minutes and 21 seconds in time possession. That number needs to come down to around 20. And the good thing, too, though, like, if you want to take a positive about all this out of the last game is that, you know, Kyler Murray only had, like, 20 yards rushing now. Compared, I mean, to, compared to if he was playing anybody else, he would probably have had closer to 50 or 60. Yeah, I mean, and – you know, we don't know if that had to do just because he didn't really have to run that much because he was killing us through the air. I mean, usually yeah. he's not throwing for 300 yards or close to 300 yards. He's it, was like for, it was like 270-something. Yeah, I think he had right – I think he had 290 exactly. Yeah. Um, but obviously threw four touchdowns. He did throw the pick to Byard, but – I mean, it is good. He only had twenty yards rushing, but he still had a rushing TD. So that was that was late in the third quarter. Yeah. So and I then mean, of course, and of course, the betting lines are out. The Titans are starting out as a five and a half point underdog. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I actually thought it'd be six or seven. Well, um, of course, if you think about it, and I literally put this in the comments of a post. I think on Monday. 
anytime we're favorites, we get beat. Seems like it. Definitely seems like it. And every time we're underdogs, we end up finding some way to win it. Yeah. And well, I, I hope that rings true, man. And of course, I hold that. I hope that one stat holds up where we're undefeated when we've lost by double digits. Yeah, that's an interesting stat. You know, it's not just like two or three games. It's seven, seven and zero. Oh. I mean, that's, yeah. that's. I wonder how many of those have been with Brable. This is dating back to 2019. Oh, okay. So they're all with Brable. Yeah. Wow, interesting. That's very interesting. And so heading into Seattle, what what's your prediction, you think? I'm going to say 30 to 24 Seattle. No, let me take that back. I'm going to say 27 to 20 Seattle. Um, I, I would, I would probably. Defense going to play a little better. I would actually go closer than that. I'll go 27 24. Okay. And I agree with what you're saying. Defense should look better. Of course, Jack Rabbit, I feel like they'll put on Tyler Lockett. Probably so. I mean, I would love to see Fulton on DK. I mean, Fulton played amazing. Counting, they played in college against each other. Yeah, I mean, and they – well, I didn't didn't even know that, but they – Fulton played great. He was, like, really the only bright spot out of the whole game. And that was against a pretty good receiver in A.J. Green. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think you you definitely got to put Fulton on, on and, the best man. And I feel like that D.K. and A.J. Green have some of a similar skill set. Yeah. I mean, I'd say D.K. And hey, is a lot faster, though. Yeah. And one thing, because I hope Farley's ready to go. I would love to see Farley on DK. I mean, I would, but I also because think he would just get destroyed, though. I mean, I don't be, – he can match him foot speed, but – Yeah, because, well, think of this. The fastest receiver in the NFL is none of the Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Caleb is faster than DK. Or not DK, but uh, – um, Tyreek. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, I think, for a few plays, but I just... Maybe, maybe late, like, second half. Yeah, I mean, I Like, just, if, if Christian, like, if he's just getting eight up... Yeah. Let's see what Caleb has. Yeah, I mean, I I, I could see that. Or, if he's or rotate destroyed. him. Or rotate him. Yeah, if he's out there getting destroyed, then, yeah, I mean, you got to try something different. You yeah. Know, what and who else do we have with the type of speed that's going to match DK? DK step for step. Exactly. And I, of course, at that game, like I feel like those DBs, they were just getting dominated. They were. Like they definitely were. Like DeAndre made Jackrabbit look like a rookie. Yeah. And Jackrabbit, he's he's in the league a while. I mean, the only the only positive you could take out of that is he was, had under he had under a hundred yards received. Yeah, I mean, he still had two TDs, eighty something yards. I mean, he still made him look bad, but he did hold him to under a hundred yards. If that if that's of any merit, I don't. Yeah, think it, 
really is in this situation, but you know, um, yeah, I, I agree with you there. And of course, I think we're getting ready to wrap this up. So tell the people where they can find your stuff at. Yeah, man. And again, thank you so much for having me on. It, it's it's an honor for me. It's an honor for me to go on anybody's show. So I, I yeah. really appreciate it. And um, you can find me on YouTube, Titans Rossi. Um, it's kind of how it sounds, Titans Rossi. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm really I'm just on YouTube and Twitter. So Twitter at Titans Rossi. I I put out a couple videos a week. I'm usually on other people's stuff. I got. I think Tennessee Titans Weekly will be on our show tomorrow night. Um, I, I'm waiting to for them to confirm in the morning, but we'll have a show eight or nine Central Time tomorrow night. I got to figure out um, the logistics, but yeah, that's where you can find me, man. Well, everybody, this has been fun, and that was Titans Rossi, and we'll be back right after this. Well, everybody, I hope y'all enjoyed our sit-down with Titans Rossi for this recap show. And all y'all Titans fans who are heading to the Pacific Northwest to watch our your Tennessee Titans take on the Seattle Seahawks, be safe, stay classy, and tighten up. Tighten up! Let's get Titans up! Titans up! Go oh,